Welcome back, OTRs, to another Cutting Edge episode. The research that we're going to talk about today is going to focus on ways to save your clients money. And specifically, we're going to talk about heifer inventory management, because there's never been a better time than right now to convince our heifer hoarding clients that it's time to change. That's why this article by Overton is so timely today. This article is titled, An Abundance of Replacement Heifers. What is the economic impact of raising more than are needed? What Overton looked at in this article was three different culling strategies and the economic impacts of those three strategies on the dairies, specifically looking at culling at different ages, at two and a half months, at four and a half months, and again at about 45 days pre-calving. So if you're starting to structure something or looking to convince one of your producers that they need to get more active in managing their heifer inventories, today's episode is perfect for you, perfect for them, and will provide tons of value to your clients. So stay tuned, OTRs. So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on calls and emergencies how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market that is the challenge and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution i'm your host dr eric and welcome to operators to owners welcome back otrs Today's article is again titled, An Abundance of Replacement Heifers, What is the Economic Impact of Raising More Than is Needed? And what Overton and Duvitter were looking at in 2020 here was to seek out, or their objective was to seek out the evaluation of economic outcomes of a combined weight-based and genetic culling program at different ages. And they used three different models to kind of portray this. There's a couple interesting background pieces. Some of these are going to be relatively overviewistic or things that most people are going to know, but are going to be very, very timely right now because of the economic conditions. And some of these are going to dive a little bit deeper and have some pretty great numbers. So pay attention here, OTRs. First of all, we all know that oversupplying heifers is a huge liability for our dairies. Few dairies that we have, very, very few, need a lot of extra heifers. And the market's really dried up for these dairy type sales or springing heifers. And Overton found that in 2014 and 2019, that raising costs for dairy replacement heifers will range for operations somewhere between $1,700 and $2,400. And that the current market value only values that resell these animals at around $1,300. And this is according to progressivedairy.com. And given our current economic crisis, that dollar figure is probably significantly less as of today. So when we're determining the required replacement numbers for our dairies, we want to look at the turnover rate. And that's usually the number one factor we, we think of when we're thinking of calculating that number. But there's lots of other things we need to consider. You know, some things would be semen choice, stillbirths, culling risk of pregnant heifers, mortality risk to heifers, abortion risks, and heifer growth rates. All of those things are going to factor in when you're kind of trying to formulate this custom replacement heifer plan. 
Now, one key point that Overton also said is often overlooked is that if you calve in every heifer that's raised by a farm, you're going to also cause an economic impact and an impact on the required replacements by causing this premature culling of otherwise productive cows, which is going to have a significant economic loss for the dairy as well, because you're pushing profitable animals out the door before they would necessarily naturally leave on their own. Now, within the paper, Overton has several links and tables, and I really think it's worth reviewing and it'd be worth the small dollar investment to even purchase this article. But Overton provides links to several regional markets with beef cull values that are posted pretty frequently, as well as economic modeling of the cost per day per head of heifer, you know, ranging from hutch calf to all the way up to close up heifer in different time periods. And that data is a really, really amazing source. If you're starting to try and convince a producer about the cost of their current heifer rearing system, and again, like I said before, would be well worth purchasing the article for. At one point, Overton goes you know, one step further. And specifically, if you get the article, look at the table four, and he breaks down the loss per heifer called by month of age. Visually shows how this breaks down, but he shows you that two to four month of age heifers are going to cost you approximately $197 versus four to 10 month heifers, which are going to cost you $225. And 10 to 15 month old heifers, $272. And he goes on and on and on all the way till they're calving. And again, that's the loss per heifer called by month of age. So how much it's going to cost you when you're calling that animal. Very good data, really good to plug in if you're going to play with your producer's numbers, playing out of their record system or out of their inventory numbers. When Overton did this research, they analyzed data, DC 305 records from 50 herds. And these range from 250 head to just over 13,500 cows, each one of these dairies. And the herds averaged about 28,000 pounds, 305 MEs, and they had approximately a 39% turnover rate once you took out the dairy sales out of these actual records. What they did then was take the baseline death loss, um, reproductive failures, all of those things that were taken as means out of that data and apply it to a theoretical thousand cow dairy. They then also applied common feed inputs, housing costs, reproductive management techniques, or, and costs to that model dairy. And those can be observed in the research, but I'm not gonna delve into them for you guys. And what they did or what they found is they estimated that the cost of raising a heifer today, based on these mean values from these dairies, was approximately $2,016. And what they termed this unit was the cost per surviving heifer. Basically, it's defined as the cost for each individual animal plus the distrib distributed costs from all the animals that would have been estimated to have failed to enter the herd, but still had input costs. So those that survived from birth to some calling event or death event or reproductive failure event. After they did these baseline calculations, they actually pulled two single data sets from this research from two large production dairies, and they modeled these culling criteria into these. And what they did was they then took the replacement heifer inventories in each of these dairies and broke them down into quartiles based upon two things, a genetic predictor value and weight. 
So they used the predicted transmitting ability from elk or PTAM as the genetic value, and they used average daily gains as the weight value. They took average daily gain from that wet period to weaning, and again, during that growing period, so about to 91 days or so. No animals were actually culled from these two dairies. This was more of a retrospective analysis of seeing how production would have changed if they would have culled animals. So when they were looking at this, they took these animals that were broken down into quartiles, and they said, if these animals qualify in the bottom quarter of each of these quartiles in PTAM and average daily gain, that animal would be culled based upon three different scenarios. The first scenario would be animals would be culled based on, again, being in the bottom quartile of those two categories at two months of age. The second scenario was they would be called again at two months of age if they're in the bottom quartile, but if they qualified again at the second average daily gain or at that grower weight or that 91 days, if they were in the bottom quartiles again in there and did not qualify before, they were called again. So there's basically two calling sets, the first set at weaning and the second set during that growing period. And finally, the third phase, what they did is they would still have the culling again at weaning, but the animals that were identified at their grower phase as potential culls were then instead raised out until 45 days pre-calving and then culled. So those are the three scenarios, basically culling at weaning, culling at weaning and again at that 90-day time period, and then culling at weaning and culling 45 days pre-calving. Now, when they looked at these animals, they monitored basically six parameters. For these animals and that was 305 milk yields birth month age at first calf age at first calving squared month at calving and performance call what did they find what were the conclusions what overton found was that given the current market conditions culling excess heifers resulted in a loss relative to the raising costs regardless of the age at culling whether it was two and a half months four and a half months or 22 months however there's also an undetermined cost to failing to call these animals. And they didn't really calculate that if they hadn't called them what that cost would be. Therefore, the careful selection and identification of low performers can lessen the economic impact of this loss and in combination with earlier culling age can create lower overall losses for the dairy. In essence, don't make extra heifers or make as few as possible and then ID the number of extras and eliminate them as soon as possible. Simple things that we were looking at already, but again, some of these numbers that we talked about earlier and are available within this actual text are gonna be very, very critical as you do some economic modeling for your dairies at looking at potentially eliminating or, or going through and eliminating a percent of the current heifer inventories to try and get them to float through this bad economic time. Now, my thoughts on this article in the thoughts on some of the results they found, we'll begin with, we all realize the unique balancing act of maintaining the correct number of heifers. Too many, and we risk pushing good cows out of the barn, but too few, and we risk being unable to cull economically unviable animals or correct for sudden, ca sudden catastrophic events, such as disease outbreaks or large scale reproductive failures. And that can be a difficult system to manage. And it's, made that much harder when you have an inconsistent culling method you being utilized and specifically in this time and age where 
culling may become much more inconsistent than it's ever been in the past, this is something we need to keep in mind. I think that's why it's really critical that we begin revisiting or even teaching our dairymen or women the importance of knowing their economic break-even points on cattle when they need to let them go or when they need to retain them. And by using a more consistent definition for culling criteria, or at least understanding the changes in culling criteria as the economic ebbs and flows on the dairy go on, we can adjust for that and avoid kind of inconsistent replacement needs as much as possible, which is going to foster a better environment for in terms of determining the number of replacements you need and kind of anti-foster or go against that environment that is going to cause you having excess heifers being reared. Now, if we use the above methods that Overton talked about, those methods of selection criteria in terms of genetics and weight gain, we can apply some selection pressure, which will allow us to obtain higher production values. So there's definitely some value in that as well. And those animals that are retained are obviously going to be more efficient and produce more than those animals that we got rid of on an average. Now, Overton would define this average or this increased value as net present value. And in scenario one, so again, those animals that were weaned and then culled, the advantage of this net present value was about 36 kgs or 79 pounds per animal. And in scenario two, or those animals that were culled around that 90 days to 120 days, the increase in milk was only about 20 kgs or 44 pounds per animal. So clearly we cannot rely on selection to make up for the rearing costs to the point of culling, i.e. that increase in milk from the genetic selection is not enough to supplement or make even the cost of feeding those animals, housing those animals and everything to the date of cull. And when we think about it, we're looking at rearing costs that might be somewhere between 277 or 250 um, up to $4 and more per day, depending on the age of the animal. So culling an animal means that the cost associated with rearing remains with the dairy. It just gets distributed around the remaining heifers. And Overton estimated, again, a base cost of about $2,016. And knowing that culling would increase this cost, we can say that the best economic scenario for our dairies is to create less heifers, obviously, and remove the extras as soon as possible. Again, over and over, I'm going to state that. I think we all kind of realize that, but it's a point we need to continue to drive home, especially right now. I had this discussion with one of my clients the other day is that I'd rather milk an old cow for a month longer and not raise a heifer right now than call that cow and bring a new heifer in. Because maybe as long as she's above the economic break-even point, you're coming out way money ahead. And once you start to have that conversation like with that with them and they start to realize the actual cost of rearing that animal versus the cost of even retaining an older animal at economic break even or slightly below that, people start to kind of connect the dots. And again, like I said, with replacement heifers being such low value, there's the potential to even say, I didn't need to rear an extra animal. Maybe I need to bring an extra animal into my barn. I can purchase that animal for cheaper than I could have made it myself. Now, delving a little bit deeper, deeper into some of these results is that Overton found that in his scenario one, again, that culling at weaning was less and earlier than in the second and third scenario. 
and that led to reduced cost of rearing but improved production in the retained animals. Again, not making up for the difference, but resulted in less cost for rearing and did see some improved production. On average, the cost in the example dairies was about $16 of predicted value per heifer calving. So that was basically when you said, I'm going to call this animal, it was going to add about $16 of additional required dollars per heifer. Now in scenario two, the calling numbers were actually doubled from 7% in scenario one to 14% in scenario two, which resulted in increased overall total rearing costs that had to be distributed around the remaining heifers. And these animals didn't see as much improvement in predicted value of the retained animals as they did in scenario one. That resulted in an average of about 63 additional dollars per heifer calving. Finally, the late grower calls, those 45 days pre-calving was the worst economic scenario, resulting in even higher rearing costs. And that actually resulted in an average of about $77 of predictive value lost. So obviously here, using alternative breeding options and never creating these excess heifers is our prime goal. We know that the creation of beef calves has the potential to increase the dam's lifetime profit dollars by maybe as much as 50 or 60% and is essential to dairy survival. However, with the improving fertility in our animals coupled with increased pregnancy rates, that seems to improve continuously through time, whether we want it to or not, it can be really difficult to dial these numbers in. You know, I personally, I have one dairy where things keep getting better, better and better, which is awesome. But that also means we keep making too many heifers over and over and over again. So getting really aggressive and monitoring these and regularly reviewing the information, the details and the facts is going to be critical. Continued monitoring of projected numbers is going to be critical. But as I said earlier, the previously stated economic analysis will at least provide you a little bit of guidance on advising clients when and how to deal with these extra animals. This article is probably not groundbreaking to many of you. Many of us already know that monitoring and managing heifer inventories is incredibly critical. But as we start to look at several different scenarios for how we're going to help our clients through these events, I've seen scenarios evolve where we're looking at getting rid of portions of our heifer inventories or complete heifer inventories to help bridge the gap economically to when things get back closer to normal. When we're making those types of decisions, it's going to be incredibly important to make sure we position our dairies in a place where they don't lose more money than they're going to gain in terms of flexibility and cash flow. Now, obviously, buying replacements right now is very favorable for a dairy versus raising a replacement. However, that might not continue forever. And also understanding the economic or the monetary inputs to the current point of rearing that heifer which is that information that Overton shares in these articles and his tables is going to be really critical when you're making the calculations on where to draw cut points, as well as using the data such as genetics, weight gain, those types of things to the best advantage in terms of saving money and making good, well-versed calls based on that information. So I'd like to thank you all again, OTRs, for joining me today for this article. I know there's lots of good information here, but I'm going to take some of this and actually plug it into some of the custom spreadsheets I've got for our actual clinic 
and see what we can do and also integrate it into some of our client-based talks that we've got updating the numbers and providing more power, more value add for our clients. So hopefully you guys can do the same now that you've been exposed to this article. Thanks OTRs and carry on. If you liked this content and want more, join our OTO community at otovets.com forward slash Facebook. Also check out our blog at otovets.com forward slash blog and don't miss our cutting edge episodes where we cover the latest in peer-reviewed scientific research related to large animal veterinary medicine. You can find the written context at otovets.com forward slash cutting edge, or you can listen to it at our podcast at otovets.com forward slash podcast. Please join our community for an active discussion about today's podcast, past podcasts, and other decisive topics within veterinary medicine. Thanks again for joining us today, OTRs, and carry on.